You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. You can open your Bibles for me in the book of Exodus chapter number 34. Exodus chapter number 34. And tonight, the Lord has laid it upon my heart to speak to you on the subject of the power of meekness. The power of meekness. Now, I'm going to give you a definition for meekness, and it's, it's very interesting. Um, some of you might know the definition that says, you know, it's power under control. But I have come across this definition, and it will give us a different perspective of what meekness is. It says the following, meekness is essentially an attitude or quality of heart whereby a person is willing to accept and submit without resistance to the will and desire of someone else. If I read that to you again, I want you to think of worship, the power of worship, because for the last couple of evenings, Apostle Allen has been teaching us on the subject of breakthrough through worship. So I'll read it again and then filter it through that understanding. Meekness is essentially an attitude or quality of heart whereby a person is willing to accept and submit without resistance to the will and desire of someone else. In our case, it is God. So meekness is an attitude of worship. It is an attitude towards God of adoration. Let's continue. I want to briefly look at the life of Moses. Now, when Moses was on Mount Sinai, and we'll, we'll pick it up in Exodus 34 verse 8. When Moses was on Mount Sinai, the Bible says the Lord appeared and the glory of the Lord was visible. And you can go read it at home. And the very first thing that Moses did when the glory of God manifested, Moses worshipped. So Moses, Moses was a worshiper. Exodus 34 verse 8 says, And Moses made haste and bowed his head towards the earth, and he worshipped. So as soon as God manifested himself, the first response from Moses was worship. He went down on his knees with his face in the earth, and he began to adore God. Just stay with me. Come with me to the book of Numbers, chapter number 12 verse 3. In the King James Version. Numbers Chapter number 12, verse 3. It says this about Moses. Now the man Moses was very meek above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. It says Moses in that time was the meekest man upon the face of the earth. Now we've established what meekness is. Meekness is a willingness to submit to someone and their desires. It's, it's what we've said now. It's a how worship, it's a heart of worship and adoration towards God. The Bible then says on the, in the book of Exodus 34 verse 8 that Moses was on Mount Sinai and the glory of God manifested itself. And the very first thing that Moses did is he worshipped. And now we learn in the book of Numbers that Moses was the meekest man upon the face of the earth. Stay with me. Let's go to the book of Psalm 103 verse 7. Psalm 103, verse 7, saying, He made known his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the children of God. And one of the greatest qualities we pick up in Scripture when it comes to Moses is he was a meek man. Moses should have been very meek in order for them to have said, 
He was the meekest on the face of the earth at that time. Very, very meek. So this man, Moses, not only had a heart of worship, but he was very meek. And it is said about him, God revealed his ways to Moses. I truly believe that when you and I begin to walk in this attitude of worship towards God and we begin to produce this meekness in our lives that's also a fruit of the Spirit, we will also begin to see the ways of God. Because you and I, we don't only want to know the acts of God. We want to know the ways of God. Moses knew why God was doing it. The Israelites, the Israelites just saw him do it. But Moses knew why God was doing it. And so tonight, I want to speak to you very intensely on the subject of meekness. But before I go there, the last four months of my life has been the most difficult. I have never been through so much hell like I have been recently. I have never suffered such a high level of betrayal like I have recently. And I was on the brink of losing everything. And it's in this difficult time of my life that God teaches me meekness. Essentially what he said to me is, Dylan, you can do something to this individual that has done this to you, but I ask you not to. If I ask you tonight, who of you have been betrayed before? Every single one of you will probably raise your hand. Maybe you trusted the wrong person. Maybe you entrusted what was entrusted to you by God to the wrong person. And I was in my full right. According to the law. According to the evidence. I was in my full right to take action. And God said, now you show meekness. You have the power to do something, but I ask you, don't do it. It essentially is when you and I can do something, but we choose not to do it instead of worship God to bring the situation to restoration. And I want to read you this scripture in the book of Romans chapter number 12 from verse 19 to 21 in the Passion Translation of the Bible. It says, Beloved, don't be obsessed with taking revenge. It would have been great for me to come here tonight and tell you someone will never again betray your trust. It would have been great for me to come here tonight and say someone will never hurt you again. It would have been great for me to tell you that somebody will never backstab you again. But we live in a world with different types of people. And as soon as you and I allow our hearts to become contaminated with revenge and with the desire to get people back, faith cannot work. And so I know they've done wrong to you. 
I know you're still carrying the scars of what they've done. And I know maybe you're still trying to get out of what they've put you in. But you have to step out of the way tonight. We cannot become people that take revenge. And some people that I know that works with me and that deals with me, they said, do this, do this. And God bless their hearts. But I have to listen to the Spirit of God. In this time, I had to listen to the Spirit of God and I had to trust that God will restore. And so beloved, don't be obsessed with taking revenge, but leave that to God's righteous justice. I want you to know that your God is just. And whatever has happened to you, there's justice for that. New King James Version of the Scripture says, Vengeance belongs to the Lord. For the Scripture says, Vengeance is mine, and I will repay, says the Lord. And if your enemy is hungry, this is where the test comes. That very person that hurt you, that very person that betrayed you, that very person that backstabbed you. That very person that made stories about you. That very person that went out and took your business idea, now they flourishing. That very person that you poured your life into. You sat with them when their marriage wasn't working and God restored their marriage. You sat with them when their finances wasn't great and God restored their finances. You sat with them when their children didn't want to submit to God and now they are born again. You sat with them when there was chaos in their lives and now that they've been restored, they want nothing to do with you. But to those people, God says, still so kindness. I wondered recently while I was preparing that God kept Judas in his life until the end. And if you go read the scripture, Judas betrayed Jesus and he never got the opportunity to spend that money. Because he committed suicide. And I asked the Lord, why would you keep him around for so long? Why would you keep Judas in your life for so long? And he said, I gave him an opportunity until the end to repent. Judas would have been one of the greatest stories of restoration and repentance if he just accepted the forgiveness of God. But he didn't. So if your enemy is hungry, buy him lunch. Win him over with kindness. What people want to achieve through revenge, we can do through kindness. For your surprisingly generosity will awaken his conscience and God will reward you with favor. Never let evil defeat you, but defeat evil with good.
This is only possible when we walk in meekness. It's when I know I can do this. I have every single piece of evidence. I'm in my full right. And if I act now, I'll probably see the desires that I want to, the result I want to. But God says, don't do anything. Have you ever been in a place in your life where you need to move so badly and you need to do this thing so urgently and God says all you have to do is Revenge doesn't make things better. It makes things worse. And so do not allow your heart to become contaminated. So if they are bad to you, you be good to them. If you are betrayed, you show goodness to them. And you do not talk out the things that they've talked to you in private, even though they've walked away from you. This is the attitude of God. How many times have we done things to God? Intentionally or unintentionally. And every single time when we go back into the presence of God, we are not met with vengeance. We are not met with judgment. We are met with acceptance. I say to my closest friends, I say, you know, as a pastor, I can't be prejudiced. But I actually have to say as a born again believer, we can't be prejudiced. That no matter what people have done, we can't treat them based on how they treated us. We treat them based on how Jesus treats us and how Jesus expects us to treat them. Revenge is not the way. Unforgiveness is not the way. So pastor, how do I really know that I've forgiven? How do I really know that I've let the situation go? How do I really know that I'm not a person that pursues revenge. So when you see that person that has done this to you, and you can walk up to them, the pastor Philip has done nothing to me, okay? We have a great relationship. And you can look them in the eye and say, hi. And when you can talk about your experience from a place of testimony, and when you hear what has been done and Nothing happens inside. Because certain people, they're living in 2023. But their emotions are in 2020 or 2018 or 2017. Because they've never allowed God to heal them from the wounds of that betrayal. Allow God to heal you tonight. It's time for you and I to walk away from this situation. It's time for you and I to forgive. It's time for you and I to show meekness and leave that situation and that person. And so I tell you what God did in this situation of mine. He said, now you begin to pray for your salvation. My response was, it's too early. <laughs> too soon. And then he said to me, that's how urgent it is for him. Yeah. 
What level of meekness do you and I have to be? have to show what level of meekness do you and I have to walk in that the very person that betrayed you and God just brought you through that betrayal and now God says in that time now you pray for him to know me you pray for that person to get to know me the greatest example of meekness is Jesus in those days Moses might as might have been the meekest man on the earth But Jesus is the greatest example of meekness. And let me show it to you. Come to me to the book of Matthew, chapter number 26, verse 53. Listen to this. He's on the cross. And he says, Do you suppose that I cannot appeal to my father? And he will immediately provide me with more than 12 legions, more than 80,000 angels. Jesus is on the cross. And he can call on God to send him 12 legions of angels. But he doesn't. You see, when you can do something, and you don't do anything. That's a true display of meekness. You see, when you can't do anything, you, it's okay, you can't do. But when you really possess the power to do something, here's you on the cross. They are casting lots of who gets what piece of his clothing. When he asks for water, they give him vinegar. They put a crown of thorns on his head. They put nails through his hands and nails through his feet. His body is completely broken. He's on that cross and he says, if I want to, I can call on my father. And my father will send 12 legions of angels. But he doesn't. He doesn't because if he did at that time, the sacrifice wouldn't have been accepted. He needed to die. But not only for you and I, Jesus was dying for those that was persecuting him as well. This is meekness. Let me show you what he does. Luke chapter number 23, verse 34. Imagine for yourself the setting. He's on the cross. His body is bruised, broken. Blood running down his face because of the thorns that's pierced into his head. Nails through his hands, nails through his feet. The son of God. And the very people that has done this to him sits there and they mock him. Casting lots over who gets what piece of his clothing. Mocking him if he's truly the son of God. Do this, do this, do this. And this is his response. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them. For they do not know what they do. And they divided his garments and casted lots. What level of meekness. He's on the cross. You have to see this in your mind. Twelve legions of angels come if he opens his mouth. 
Instead of calling for himself to be delivered from the pain, he calls to the very same Father for them to be forgiven. It's in this meekness. It's when we get to this place that we really begin to show the meekness of God. It's that when I can do something, but I don't do it, and I rather call for whoever has done what to me to get the forgiveness of God. Jesus said, No man takes my life unless I lay it down. It's not on the cross because they crucified him with nails. He's on the cross because he laid his life down. His love for you and I kept him there. A state fanand om ons slaat raak van die seer. A state fanand om een kiese te maak om aan te beweeg met jou lewe. There are people here tonight you've been through a horrible divorce. has left you broken. So much has been taken from you. And this is the thing. When you've come to the end of so much pain and so much heartache and so much setback and so much failure and so much brokenness and then sometimes the person wants more from you. And then you in your mind, you're saying, what more can I give? You can give forgiveness. You can give forgiveness. Maybe you are here tonight. You've brought somebody into your business. And you've trusted that person with your ideas. And that person even became a family friend. And everything that you've said with them and everything that they've in, you've entrusted them with, they had selfish ambitions and they used it to advance their own desire. It's time to move on tonight. Whatever has been taken from you unlawfully, God can restore tonight. Whatever has been taken from you without your permission, God is a God of justice. He can restore you tonight. Don't leave you broken. Don't leave you with revenge in your mind or in your heart. Don't leave you not being completely restored. Tonight, God wants to restore you. But not only that, He wants to produce the fruit of meekness in your life. That if anything like this happens again in your life, you respond with love. You respond with kindness. We respond with goodness. It's time to move on. It's time to forgive. Meekness does not say you should allow those people back into your life again. But meekness does say you should forgive them and pray for them and pray that they'll have the best lives.